What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast with your host, Aaron Dante, who brings you the hottest interviews with the dopest people sharing their experiences all across the world. Now, here's your host, Aaron Dante. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We have an amazing show for you today, folks. We have somebody who's talking about the census that just came out for Baltimore City. Can't wait for you to hear about that. Got my main man, Ivan Martin, coming through. He's talking about some Afram. He has some comedy show that's coming up. And then we have Chamira coming on. She, you know, she was giving us the word of the day. Also, I was honored to be on Afram. I mean, growing up in Baltimore, Afram was the premier African-American event in Baltimore. It was a whole weekend. I remember seeing Patti LaBelle, old school hip-hop, everything. And you saw black vendors everywhere. It was just black pride. It was a beautiful thing. And, you know, many years later, now I participate on it. And it just happened last night on Sunday. It was part of Sunday night dinner. And we talked about everything. I can't wait for you guys. If you guys have missed it, check it out on Charm City TV. Uh, and, again, let's Google Charm City TV. And it has all the events for all week. We kicked it off with Sunday night dinner. Shout out to the amazing person, media personalities I was with. I mean, I love working with you guys. Shout out to Afram for saying, hey, no picks are dark. Aaron Dante, we want you. Honor and a blessing to be a part of this amazing situation. Again, it's virtual all week, so check it out. But let's go back to No Picks Are Dark podcast. A great show. Buckle your seatbelts up. Come on around with me. At Fishnet, every plate served starts with the freshest, high-quality fish. Source from local waters whenever possible. You get fine dining excellence delivered in a cozy, unpretentious, fast casual setting. Delicious does not even begin to describe it. Everything I've tried is made from scratch and incredible. The best fish I've ever had. Check them out for lunch or dinner at Mount Vernon Marketplace. Get caught in the fishnet. You'll be glad you did. Menu and details at eatfishnet.com. What is going on, beautiful people, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, them and theirs, and all others that identify as dope-ass creatures? What is going on, Aaron Dante? No picks after dark. Afram week. What's going on? What's up, brother? Happy Afram week. Restaurant week for Afram. Let's do That's it. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. You know we got the Baltimore Comedy Festival coming up September 1st to the 6th. Headliners Larry, Last Larry Lancaster, Jordan Rock off of Netflix, HBO Comedy Central, Reg Thomas, as well as Michael Sir Bay. It's going to be outstanding. Please come through. Check it out. We got over 50 comedians coming through. It's going to be a great week. But other than all of that, let's talk about some cool, funny things going on in the city. First of all, told y'all you was going to have to put your mask back on. Stop playing around, man. Delta came around flying like the airlines Delta, just spreading fumes everywhere. Put your mask on. If you listen to me right now, you better have on a mask. For real. Ain't nobody playing around, man. I don't care whether it's pro-mask or pro-whatever, whatever it is. I'm just trying to have us all have a good time and get back to coming to comedy shows. You know? Because, see, you see, Aaron, they can listen to you at home and not have to worry about nothing. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to get everybody back out. You know? And speaking of being back out, <laughs> what is going on? Like, did you hear about... Now, I love my city. But let's let's have some fun. There's a funeral home, and you can do your research, where a lady paid for her husband to get buried. 
And then after that, a whole nother lady, like on some Frank and Lyman stuff. You know what I mean? And those that really know, know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do fools die and then after that have two baby mamas show up and pay for it twice? But anyway, let me tell you, this other lady shows up. That was his other lady. And then the funeral home let her pay to have him cremated. And they just ended up was like, look, we're just going to give her ashes from from ashes, you know. And then after that, <laughs> she just ended up finding out herself. But that's our beautiful city. You know, that is our beautiful city. Those type of things happen. And I just find that hilarious. You cannot lie to me and tell me that that is not hilarious. Like, what was they just like? You know, we got some extra ashes in the back. They don't know no difference. Moving on to a very fun and beautiful fact. The census has reported in Baltimore City for the very first time, the black population has risen. Tremendously so much to the point that the white population has declined for the very first time since the 1800s. Now, I don't know about you, but this is called life. And I am having a great time enjoying all of my friends. But the melanated beautifulness that is in myself is continuing to take over the beautiful world that we all live in. Now, I don't know about you, but I got black friends. <laughs> so I would love for everybody to get out this weekend with your black friends. And if you don't got no black friends, go out and experience some beautiful black stuff in your beautiful city, which is Amfram Week. Trust me, there are events going on the entire week from Sunday to Sunday, virtual. So you can stay at home, you can learn, you can enjoy, and you can see. Aaron Dante, thank you very much for doing what you do for the city, as well as working with Amfram Week this week. Let's do beautiful things. Keep it up. Love you. Comedian Ivan Martin. Peace. Enjoy, enjoy Amfram Week. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Remix Bar & Grill, located at 819 East Pratt Street, just north of Harbor East. Remix is a sports bar offering a sole food menu. With over 20 TVs, pool tables, outdoor patio seating, and private rooms, Remix is set up to be your premier downtown destination to watch all your favorite sporting events. Open from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Friday and Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday. Check out Remix Bar & Grill on Instagram and Facebook under at R-Y-M-K-S Baltimore for daily happy hour specials and weekly events. Remix Baltimore. Thanks, Aaron. Hi, everyone. It's Amber Wenland, your neighborhood urban designer. Some of you might have seen that the 2020 census numbers for Maryland were released on Thursday. And we learned that Maryland is now a majority minority state, which means that less than half the population is white which also reflects the ever-growing diversity in our state. We also learned Baltimore City's numbers, and I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that the overall population in Baltimore City is declining. Between 2010 and 2020, Baltimore City lost 35,000 residents, and so we're now below 600,000 people in the city at about 585,000. And this is the first time Baltimore City has dropped below 600,000 people in over a century, so over 100 years. Now, I bet many of you are thinking, sure, I know people who have lived in Baltimore City and um, maybe moved out once they decide they want to start a family and have kids, uh, that that must be the majority of people leaving. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, if you take a look at 
the census data as well as the map that the Baltimore Neighborhood Indicators Alliance put together, which shows areas that are increasing in population and areas that are decreasing. You'll notice that the majority of people leaving Baltimore actually live in the Black Butterfly. 70% of people who have left Baltimore are African American. And honestly, that should come as no surprise because when we look at the neighborhoods in the Black Butterfly and see the disinvestment, uh, the high vacancy rates, underperforming schools, violent crime, who would want to continue to live in a neighborhood that was experiencing such hardships? If you have the means to leave, why wouldn't you? So what does this mean for urban planning? Well, Analyzing and using data allows you to both deeply understand urban and neighborhood trends and allows you to make informed design decisions. It's responsible planning and responsible decision making. Um, The census information for me underscores the importance of reinvesting in neighborhoods in the Black Butterfly to stop the exodus of residents and improve the quality of life for everyone. But we should be sure to plan and develop policies that minimize displacement and reduce gentrification by elevating the voices of residents, uh, supporting homeownership, creating affordable housing uh, mixed with market rate, um, accounting for amenities and um, recreation centers and all kinds of things. So I challenge everyone, especially as we head into AFRAM, to Check out the census numbers, check out data, check out the information from the Baltimore Neighborhood Indicators Alliance related to the census, um, and educate yourselves. It's, it's really fascinating stuff and something we should all be thinking about as we move forward. Pipe Wrench is a new online magazine. You'll find links to conversation pieces, playlists, essays, poems, and more by folks from all walks of life responding to the ideas in the main feature. Each issue is like a dinner party, full of thoughtful, fascinating people inspiring each other to build on each other's work, references, and ideas. You can read more from Pipe Wrench and subscribe online at www.pipewrenchmag.com. Greetings, everyone. My name is Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. And I am the host of the Purple Charm Experience podcast. I'm a romance author, motivational blogger and creative and i have two romance novels the violet rose and three's a charm available on amazon right now if you enjoy romance today i have a special quote for you on my podcast i share my quote of the day and today i would like to share one with you if you are not willing to learn no one can help you if you are determined to learn No one can stop you by Zig Ziglar. Isn't this true? When we are determined, can nothing stand in our way. Nothing can keep us from doing what we want to do. And that's what I want to send to you today. The message of being determined. Put forth your effort to learn whatever it is that you want to learn so that you can move forward so that no one can stop you. Always have some sort of ambition, some sort of accomplishment that you want to achieve, a goal that you can go after, because that, that is what keeps you inspired, that keeps you true to your purpose, and that brings it home so that 
it makes each and every day that you live a gratifying one because you're elevating to your highest potential. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my quote of the day, where my quotes are meant to motivate, aspire, and inspire you. Please check me out each and every week as I drop a new episode on my podcast, The Purple Charm Experience, every Wednesday. And if you want to learn more about me, please check out my website, www.creativecalfaray.com. Thanks, Aaron. Back to you. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door, fire and rice. For more information, on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at indowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. Welcome to the No Picks at the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Folks, we got a banger today. We have a Baltimore celebrity in the house, and we are on location at Remix Bar and Grill, folks. Shout out to them, black-owned business. These brothers doing some big things in Baltimore, 819 East Pratt Street. Come and check them out. Check them out. But, again, the show is not about me. It's about the guest. Oh, my gosh. This lady is blowing up air. Every time she put a post, she gets 1,000 likes, 1,000 comments. I'm like, damn, I got to get you on the show. <laughs> so then I reached out. She's like, I'm busy. I'll get back to you. Ayo. And then next you know, she's doing things with Dove Coop. She's she got articles. She graduated from Micah again. She's just blowing up, doing her big things. So yes. Without further ado, we're gonna we gonna get to the first. Miss Alana, how are you doing today? I am so good, Aaron Dante. Do, do, does everybody say your whole name? Like, they is do. that how they do it? They do. Okay. It's, it's all good. No picks after dark. I'm yeah. so glad to be here. I'm happy you're here. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. We outside, right? We outside. We, we have remix right now. But we about to go back inside with the mask, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we about to be Delta inside. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for showing up. Always yes. tell people, this is your show. This is not my show. Oh my We're here about talking about you because you write about everybody else. But let's talk about you today. It's all about you. I'm with that. All right. So are you from Baltimore? We talked a little bit before, but I want the audience to know who you are. Oh, my goodness. When people ask me this question, I get nervous because Baltimoreans are real shifty when you're not from here. Technically, I'm a transplant. So I moved here when I was eight years old. My mom was working for BGE at the time. She got a call like while she was working at a company in New York, and we ended up moving here. I was pretty young. I moved to Baltimore County when I first moved here. So I lived in like the Deer Park area. Rand- Randallstown. Randallstown. Yep. And I went to Deer Park Elementary. And then we moved to Randallstown, like a little bit further up close to the like Northwest Hospital. Um, and then I went to Winfield Elementary. And then I ended up going to Subbrook Magnet Middle School. And I went to Randallstown for a year. That was crazy. Randallstown <laughs> High was crazy. Um, went to Owens Mills High. Got expelled when I was 16. And then I was out of school. So that was like the end of my like school train. And I got my GED when I was like 17. And everything I've done since then has been self-taught. So even getting my master's at Micah, like you mentioned, was based off of a portfolio of work that I've done over the last five or six years um, and not an undergraduate degree. So it was really special. So everybody I've talked to, I've spoke to, they're like, she's a hustler. I'm a hustler. She does it. She does big <laughs> things. And I mean, I'm not going to name the people who, who, who showed you love, but there were some big heads. I'm some sure. Some big names that were like showing you nothing but love. And they're like, oh yeah, she, she, 
She she's sharp. She's real sharp. I'm not gonna negate that. All right. So then let, let's get into. I always ask everybody this question: What is your favorite childhood memory? Ooh, that's a good one. One of my favorite childhood memories, um, growing up in New York, actually, is we used to go to this this uh, amusement park, and it was called Ride Playland. And it's like it's really rinky dink right now. Like it's a rickety play play yard it's got like the wooden roller coasters i don't know if you ever went to like hershey park that's like a cheap amusement park ride playland even worse than that (laughs) even worse than that very cheap but it was one of my favorite things they had one of those really amazing wave pools that you just thought were like magic when you were younger but now you know that it's like a dirty cesspool like it's like a warm pool like that's only like two feet deep but i just thought it was the most magical thing growing up so like road trips have always been a vibe for me i still want that like i aspire to do that like with my children um so i i love road trips anything i can do yeah i love it but hate roller coasters just want to put that out there Okay. But Except for like the love kind. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. I like hearing about it. I like learning and the audience learn about you. Yeah. And you know, so you grew up in Randallstown. Yes. I grew up in Randallstown too. Well, that's okay. But, but this is not, this is, your, this is your story. Okay. We're going to get to that yeah, though. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that later on. But, um, so you grew up. So after like, what was your first job? Like after you got the GED, like what were you, like, were you like trying to figure out yourself, figure out where you wanted to be? Yeah. And we'll talk about, let's talk about that first. Okay. So I got the GD when I was 17, but I had my first job at 14 and nine months exactly. I had my permit ready to go, guidance counselor ready to go with the little permit. You had to get it signed in order to go work. So I had an interview at Noodles and Company in Owens Mills. That was my first job. Um, and I remember I got it in October. And by December, when my family came for Christmas and I realized that you had to work on holidays, I quit. Because I was like, whoa, you guys want me to work while my family's in town? Mind you, I'm from New York. So I'm like, they came from uptown. You're not going to give me the day off? Apparently not. So this was the beginning stages of me realizing that I was going to be a self-employed person, that I was probably going to be a contractor, that I couldn't be tethered to kind of a desk vibe. Um, And so that was my first job, one of the first ones. And then I worked at Tony Roma's, which was a barbecue spot back in the day. I don't even know if they're still open. No, they're not open I don't even know if they're still open. So you know I'm an OG. (laughs) Going old school right I'm now. I'm going old school. Like right when you now. said Tony Ramos, I'm like, oh shit, she bringing it back to old, yeah, real it's Tony Ramos. Old beverages. Yeah. I was serving ribs, but I was making good tips. Mm, okay, it was, it was at Owens Mills, wasn't it? It was at Owens Mills. Yeah, one. yeah, right. It was by the mall. Yes, and Olive Garden is there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, yeah. I know, I know <laughs> Red Lobster right across or anything, right? Exactly. My friend, me, you might know my friend Jen Brown. I don't know if you might know her. She I used don't to know. Back in the day, I don't know. Okay. I know people. I know some. You know people. some people out in the mills. Hey, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you about my secrets. I'm okay, don't tell me your secrets. So. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Were you into reading books when you were younger? Yeah. The reason why I'm asking this is because you're a hell of a writer. Thank you. So I always equate people who are readers become good writers. How did that, did that, yeah. was that something in grade school, middle school that you liked doing or how did you get into that? Definitely. Like my mom was, is an avid reader. Um, she was always really into me reading books. So like there was one summer where I read like 200 books, like I was like six years old. So I've always been a really great reader, really great writer. Um, I started writing in like my composition books and like filling them with just my words and my thoughts. They were really elementary, of course, but you know, they've since evolved. And so, you know, that's kind of what I got my writing from. Like I love to read Nikki Giovanni, powerful black women. I mean, just, I didn't read like the bell hooks. Like I'm not a, I'm not an academic, you know, but I am a really thoughtful person. I'm a really, like, emotional and, like, 
I love to dream and I love to think and I love to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. So, you know, it didn't really matter that, you know, I didn't go to school or anything like that. Like, I've always really been good at conveying a message, getting my point across, winning an argument. So I, I love you said something very important. Storytelling. Yes. That's what I, that's what I do. I like to paint a story. <laughs> you too. So, you know, so, you know, I'm about to ask a question because I, I, there's a debate about this. Okay. And I fall on one side of it. Do you think everybody's a storyteller? Let me reframe that. Okay. Do you think everybody's a good storyteller? Yeah. Two different things. Two different things. Anybody can tell a story. Anyone can tell a story. But good storytellers, like, weave a web. They catch you in it. You know what I mean? Like a spider. And you just, like, you get caught. Now you're here and you're food. Like you're going to get ate by this story, mm. eaten by this story. Like it's going to happen. Um, and before you know it, you're like in the reader's belly and then you're being digested. You know what I mean? Mm. By their words. And then you come to see, I'm storytelling. Yes, it's are. different. You know, everybody can't do that. Everybody can't go into things like that or bring metaphor, you know, bef- just with the snap of a finger. It doesn't happen. But some people, they'll tell you a story. You know, you have that one friend that just talks and talks <laughs> and talks. I don't talk. I speak. Mm, okay. Yeah, I speak. I always see, I always because people always say, hey, I want to do a podcast. And the first thing I say to them is, are you a good storyteller? Mm-hmm. Can you guide the audience to where you want them to go? Yeah. Can they stay attentive? Can they, do they want to listen? And I always ask that question because I'm like, if you can't do it, yeah, you're not gonna capture the audience. You're not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. I've you. had people beg me to do a podcast. I was like, I'm gonna leave that to Aaron Dante. Nah, you good? Hey, we, <laughs> hey, we, hey, we gonna have you back on. You don't know this yet, but I'm like, hey, we gonna okay. have, we, we might have you do some couple cameos once a month. We 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 might love do little, to hear it. We would love to do some things. <laughs> So, okay, so we didn't do the college thing at all. You didn't do the college no. thing. Okay. So I went, to, I went to community college. Okay. So, like, right after I got my, before I even had the GD, so I went and lied to them and said I had my high school diploma. This is Baltimore City Community College. Don't tell them. Um, but when I did that, I was able to take a couple of classes, and in that moment, I was also afforded the opportunity to meet a really important and integral friend group at the time who introduced me to the magic of open mics and community engagement events. And that was the first time I ever saw, like, an audience in, engaging with a host in that way. And so that really inspired me. That was back in like 2008. Um, And I I like to think that my journey in arts and culture started as an observer, as a patron of the arts, you know, like just first being a guest at shows and, and just listening and not really saying anything. And I think that what, that's what also makes good storytelling is being able to be a good listener. So. I, lo- I love that. I lo- <laughs> yeah, you dropping jewels and gems. You can't yeah. get them all there. You got to pay, hey, pay, pay for that. I got to hold back. I got to pay for that. I got to pay for that. They got to pay for that. You can't be giving that. I, 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 everything you're saying right now is like the vibe. Yeah. Because people don't really understand the vibe of what you're saying. And like, y'all might want to rewind what you just said. Because, because, that's my rewind. Because that's, that's what it's about. <laughs> and, you know, We'll talk about what you got going on with spoken word because I know you got some. Got some you got to give you open mic night. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna, we gonna we're, talk about. We're, it. We, we gonna get we're, there. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, what was like? You're an artist now. Do you consider yourself an artist? I consider myself an artist. Yes, um, but I, I, I far, I've kind of like removed myself from like saying artists or creative, and that's why I started saying godmother. Okay. A godmother does so many things. Like I don't know if you ever had a godmother or if a friend had a godmother, but they hold it down. Like they're doing everything. I've raised funds. I've done creative endeavors. I've done like more 
entrepreneurial stuff. So like the map is all over the place, you know, so I'm not just an artist, but yes, I, I would identify as such. I always tell people, I, I remember somebody said, you're an artist. I'm like, I'm not an artist. I'm not a podcast. They're like, no, you are an artist. You I'm are like, an artist. And I'm like, and then, yeah. and then somebody told me the other day, you're an influencer. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh. And then I was like, well, I, I, I can see that. And they're mm -hmm. like, they're like, just, just, just be it. Live just it. embrace it. Embrace it. And it was hard for me to swallow because, yeah. you know, it's always that negative stigma of like that. And they were like, you are an ambassador of Baltimore City. People listen yeah. to your show. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had many people come to visit and say, I went to these places and reach out. And because we heard on your show. We just received that. And that's, and I'm now I'm taking it all in. Yeah. For the first time. And it's like, I am. So I, so my friends probably will joke yeah. me like, oh, influ influencer, you know. But, Yo. but it's cool, though, because I really yeah. appreciate it that, um, you know, I love the city. Mm -hmm. um, I love me Baltimore. And I, and I really want Baltimore to shine. And that's what it's all about. So. Right. But again, this is just. I've had people call me all of the above. Influencer, artist, creative. How do you feel when they say that to you? I think the influencer one is the one that tripped me up the most. Okay. Because it, it made me realize that I was like having like some sort of an impact, like based off of what I said or posted or, you know, however people caught my voice or my words or, what you know, wherever they saw me. Um, and it made me realize that I had to step carefully, you know. You got to step carefully. You got to step carefully. Now, let's get into people. People, you understand, this, she's a celebrity in the city, okay? The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there is something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery. And they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Harford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. How did you get into the realm of writing articles for so many different publications? Yeah. I mean, every time you, I'm going to give you all an analogy how, how much she's in everything. Remember when Poppy had the remixes back in the 90s, late 90s? <laughs> and he was on everything. Every time he turned around, Poppy died, he was on something. I'm yeah, cracking up. You're on everything. I am. So that's, and that's giving you your flowers, as the young people say. I received them. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I give you, pro <laughs> I give you props. I don't yeah, give, you I don't, give me props. Yeah, I, give, I don't give, I don't give flowers. I give props. Okay? Raise the roof. That's how we do. But that's right. how, I, I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby, so that's how okay. I tell people. So what, how'd you get into that world? Like, because a lot of people, you know, you just like it's cliche like Nike said, just do it. But yeah. give us a little synopsis of background of how you got into that realm. Yeah. I wanna say it wasn't like an overnight thing. I think a lot of people thought it happened like really quick and it didn't. It took me a long time to build the network of people that were able to support like my publication dreams. Um, so I, for the couple of years I was working with like a co-working space in Baltimore and I had been working with another couple of organizations, arts-based, film-based, all kinds of things. And I met hundreds, maybe thousands of people. And so when I was ready to write, when the pandemic started, um, I was home and I would just have my little TV table and my laptop on my couch at three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep and I was anxious. And I just had all these words flowing. Um, and at the time I wasn't doing interviews yet. It was just kind of essay style or poetry. And I realized that I had some contacts of people who were editors at various publications in Baltimore just through some of the work that I had done. Um, and I read some articles from a woman whose name is Estelle Erasmus. And she is a professor of English at NYU and journalism. And she has these articles about how to pitch. And she just 
really was like a mentor to me just even through the computer because at the time we couldn't go outside. I couldn't go meet a journalist, you know. So it, even though I never met this woman, she really changed everything for me. She changed the game. And so I was able to read some of those articles and she was like, this is the way you pitch. And so I started doing it that way. I pitched everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. People I didn't know, people I knew. And I was just sending emails out with some of the things that I was writing, telling them my ideas, pitching ideas. And a lot of them were lo you know, loving the ideas. I think I was you know, really producing content that was needed at the time. Some of it was about COVID-19. Some of it was about artists and you know, the lack of funding that they were facing due to the cancellations and postponements that were happening in relation to the pandemic. Um, and some of it was just about my experience being a black woman, my experience in the nonprofit world. And so you know, it, was, it was needed. I think that voice wasn't existent in a lot of the publications here in Baltimore. Even though we have a lot of publications, a lot of them are white-led. A lot of them are. And so I think that's why I really enjoy things like what you're doing with No Picks After Dark and what you're doing on this podcast. It's, it's life-changing to have a platform where there's a black man you can just come spit to in a black bar and tell your story. Like, that's different. And I think I was serving something different, too. So we have that in common. Hey, you know, I, again, at the end of the day, I tell people, you know, you know, I wake up black, I was born black, and I understand how the world works. You mm -hmm. know, <clears throat> I've been discriminated against. I've mm -hmm. been, you know, held and cuffs and stuff like that. So I know how it works. I know how the world works. I know that at the end of the day, we want to help each other out and help out and get the word out. Yeah. And then just having you on the show, I really want to tell your impact of what you got going on in Baltimore and the amazing things you're doing. And we're going to salute that and, and say, hey, check her out. Yeah. See what she got going on. Something maybe, like I tell people, I have 136 episodes. Yeah. I'm like Baskin Robbins. You may not like one flavor, but I got something for you. Yeah, I got something for got you. Caramel Crunch, what do you want? Whatever you want. That's, that, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like T.I., whatever, you can have whatever you like. Well, not T.I., didn't he get canceled this week? Oh, you know, they, people get canceled every week. They get canceled, okay. He'll be back. That's a whole episode in the cell. That's a whole episode. I, I, I got to feel, I, I get, yeah, that cancel culture, I don't mess with that. Okay, that's, different episode. That's a whole different episode. We ain't got to talk about that. So, we're going to talk about an array of topics. So you and I discussed a couple of things that I really think is really important um, because this episode is coming out again in a couple of weeks. And I really, really want to talk about it. It's because it's going to be fresh on everybody's brains. Got you. So you um, talked about black women reclaiming their, their time. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's where, talk where, about where, it. where did that come from? I think in the last couple of weeks, there have been some events and just in the last year and mm -hmm. maybe in the last couple of years where there's a movement about rest and like, nap culture and just like taking time and like not overproducing or grind culture like nobody wants to be in that but especially black women like black women work tirelessly in this city and any other any other city we're working really hard in a lot of our lanes and are getting burnt out and we have families and we have our creative endeavors and it's all too much you know and I think a lot of us just even from the Olympics, you know, this just happened like two weeks ago or a week ago now where we saw like Naomi Osaka, you know, pull out of her lane and we saw Simone, you know, pull out of her lane. And it was like, yo, like what's going on? And is this like a new thing? And everybody was like celebrating them for doing so. And I had recently like pulled out of a large contract that I had for like five years. And I felt really empowered on the back end of doing that because, uh, you know, what happened with the Olympics happened after I did it. But I mm -hmm. felt like 
wow, this is really succinct. Like it's all in the same theme. You know, we do need rest. We do need to reclaim our time. You know, I've been spending time in nature. I've been laying around. Like I just been chilling, like, you know, and it's not for nothing. It's to, it's to refuel myself. You know, I need to take time to, in order to, to pour into myself. And that's what I was doing when I went and aimed to get my master's. I was like, I need more, you know, for myself. Like, even though it took time and effort and, and, and a lot of work, um, you know, it was, it was about me pouring into me so that I can be better to pour into my community. Uh, you know, I, I always tell people this. Um, I had an episode with somebody else talking about code switching. Mm. And um, I'm going to keep it real. I mean, black people code switch all day. All day long. <laughs> we tired. Yeah. <laughs> we tired, okay? And, 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 if, and if you're a listener, you're probably like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Oh, just, just understand. Yeah. We code switch all can we day. No, nah, we can't, you say, can't that. say that. You can't here. say that on here. We got to cut it out? We got to cut that out. Jeez. We, we got to cut that out. It's a family show. It's a family show. I don't want... Well, we, might, right. we might not keep... We'll see. We'll see we'll, how... We, maybe we can bleep it. We can bleep it out. We can okay. bleep, but... but <laughs> we tired. And we it's, tired. And it's just every day. And it's just a mental exhaustion. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you pretty much... I tell people, you, you're tapping down all day. And then Shucking you, and jiving. And then you come home and you're like... So on top of my job, yeah, I'm doing that also. Right. So I'm doing three or four things all day long. Yep. Just to appease everybody else. Yep. So I, I like that you said black women just you know just giving reclaiming the time. I really mm-hmm. I really wanted because that's a hot topic and I mean I saw a lot of racist people come out their mouth and it's like damn like y'all paying her bills. Yeah. Like, y'all paying y- y- y'all feeding her like right. If you tire, you tire. If you mentally can't do it, and I talked to a friend that's a gymnast, and she was like, "Black, she's a black gymnast also from Michigan State." Shout out to Melissa, and she said, "Yeah, if, if you got the twisties, or you got something wrong, you can't do it. You can't perform." Yeah, and I'm not going. She's like, "I'm not going to kill myself." Mm-hmm. They're doing high maneuvers out there. Like, you, you gotta be mentally. It's death defying. You gotta be mentally locked in. Yeah. So I like that you 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 want to talk about that. All right, we're gonna go to the next topic. Let's do it. So we're not, I don't know if we want to go down that road. Okay. Because it's a positive show, but we can, I'm sure you can do a spin on it. Okay. You left Impact Hub. Yes. What's up with that? I did leave Impact Hub, and it was with a lot of thought. Okay. And what I felt was a lot of care. Um, I did it because I was tired. Okay. <laughs> we just talked about being tired. Um, and I had been with the organization for about five years. Um, I had gave, given my all, you know, in many different arenas in that space. Um, it's a nonprofit space and it's a co-working space. It's an innovation hub. A lot of people go there, entrepreneurs and innovators who need a space to work out of. Um, but they've done so many different things. We had collaborated with uh, Taharka Brothers Ice Cream and Ben and & Jerry's and Red Bull. And I mean, I had worked with and done so many really amazing collaborations while I was there, working with festivals and planning events and doing programmatic things. Mm. I had built out a thing called Skillshares. Um, hundreds of entrepreneurs in the city had come and done like daytime talks on topics of their choice. Um, and it was just, it was a good run. I had a really good time and it was amazing. Um, but I think like many spaces, um, you know, it was run by white people mainly. 
Um, and I think being a black woman, especially in 2020 and 2021, you know, we're about halfway through the, more than halfway through the year now, um, that it's really important that spaces are prepared to care for black spirits and blackness. You know what I mean? Like it's essence. And I think we really just needed an extra measure of care over the last year. And when you're not being paid enough, when you're constantly being questioned about you know, the value that you bring mm -hmm. and like anytime you're asking for more or you're asking, you know, for more in your role or just anything that you're just being challenged or even I think I, I when I said that I was going to go to school, I was told specifically by someone on the Impact Hub staff that I wasn't going to make more money or that there wasn't more opportunity for me in getting my master's. That was a lie. But those kinds of lies kind of seep out. And I don't think that it's purposeful all the time, but it is harmful. It is harmful. And, you know, I think we've all been in a position where we get white womaned. I don't know how else to describe what that, what that is, but it's just like this really passive aggressive and really hate fueled way of dealing with things. And it's not always what's being done to you, but what's being done to other people. And so when you're on a staff of people, you want to make sure that everyone's cared for. And I'm big on kindness. I'm big on, I'm big on empathy. And when I see people being treated poorly, it would, there was no way they were getting ready to hire some more people. And I didn't want to stay on the team for that. I could not stand idly by and bring more people into a team when I knew that it was tumultuous. And I knew that I couldn't with confidence say that they would be cared for emotionally, mentally, physically, not just financially. Cause I think people think just because they're signing your paycheck that they can treat you oh, any kind of way, but it's not always about the money. And it was never about the money for me. I started in arts and culture and entrepreneurship spaces in Baltimore, you know, maybe five or six years ago. And I was dead broke. I was living on Preston Street in East Baltimore in one room with both my daughters and my mother sleeping on one mattress. I might have like $50 that I made at like an open mic to get by to buy milk and cheese and like nothing and like bus fare. And so now that I've like brought myself all the way here through a lot of hard work and a lot of careful measure, I'll have, I also have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself for the long run and for my children and for my family. So yeah, you know, you step away from things that are not serving you and it's not just about impact hub. That's just a message overall about everything. You know, we have to make sure that we're taking care of our mental and our physical health and ourselves so that we can be here for the people we love. And I love you talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. that, that's very important. You know, in the black community, it's very taboo to go to a shrink or psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. I go, I go to a therapist. Yeah. I, 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 you know, because you need to talk, talk it out. Yes, indeed. And I, and, I, and I look at it like, hey, it's all about learning yourself. It is. And being for yourself and self-care. Because guess what? Only person going to take care of you is you. Right. You know, waking up in the morning, what you got going on. You know what life. you got going on. So that's what I always tell people. So thank you for like just a little, a little tidbit about, about that. And so let's go into the next subject. Gotcha. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly sponsored by Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-awarding cuisine from falafel to scallops and everyone's favorite Honey Sriracha Cauliflower Wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday and serving brunch Saturday 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, 
biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials as well. You got a new gig. So I, I, so I read on social media. Well, you know, I'll be stalking social media because I'll be like, <laughs> I'm about to have this guest on. I need to know a little bit more about them. Yeah, doing the homework. And you said, you said something about you quit your job when you quit and you had no other job at the time. No. And, and you went out on faith. Yeah. And leaving faith. Yeah. And you end up getting a new job and you put it on social media, the recording of, you know, it was really dope because it was really cool. You were very excited about it. And tell the folks about the job you got. Yes, I will. Um, I didn't not, I didn't quite not have a job. Okay. I had some other contracts. I had some other things going on, but it was, it was more of a leap of faith because it was my largest contract. It had been my bread and butter for such a long time, but I did step out there and I was for a month interviewing at various places. And immediately after graduating, Micah, I was really interested in returning to the institution in like a work capacity. Um, so I was looking at positions, but based off of a post I made about leaving Impact Hub, someone had reached out to me who's going to be my current supervisor um, and said that she was really digging what I said in the post because I was being really transparent about mental health and taking care of yourself and taking that step back. Um, And she encouraged me to actually apply for a position of assistant director of community arts at MICA. um, And it's in the student affairs department. And I just got that job this week. So I did a really long interview process last week. Um, and I'm glad I heard back so quickly, and I'm really excited to be joining that team. They do some really amazing things. Um, they have a day of service that's going to happen in the fall, and I hope to get a lot of people involved in that. You know, I'm I'm always, I'm looking forward to giving back. I love, I love hearing that. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's I love hearing that story. That's what it's all about. Now let's talk about let's switch subjects a little bit. Afram. Yeah. Tell people if they don't know because this episode is going to come out. The week of, because I know you're doing a whole week thing of Afram. Yes. We're going to drop this the Monday when the whole week starts. Yes. Okay. Tell, what is Afram? What's going on with Afram? Because I would love to, I, now when I'm thinking about it, I, and I kick myself for not interviewing somebody from Afram to talk about this and where right. it runs it. But you'll be a surrogate to talk about it, hopefully. I'm excited. All right, talk, tell us, tell people a little bit about what Afram is. First of all, I'm so excited to be the social media manager for Afram right now. And I hope you're following Afram. I hope that's okay to plug that. But, like, I'm so excited about this because just growing up, Afram was such a staple in Baltimore and in the culture. It's, like, the only black festival. It's one of the largest on the East Coast, one of the largest black arts festivals on the East Coast. And so by now you know that it's going to be, like, a week-long hybrid experience. Um, So we're going to be in person a little bit, but online too. So some of the headliners that you would usually have for a festival like Afram is going to happen on Friday and Saturday. So we got like Busta Rhymes, Shaka Khan, uh, Marsha Ambrosius, Smokey Norfolk. There's some really amazing headliners this year. Um, but there's also some really great community artists that are going to be happening throughout the week. So it's going to happen August 15th through the 22nd. Um, and there's some really amazing community artists that are going to be in Druid Hill Park. Um, I think in Herring Run, there's going to be a movie night. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. In that's all in my hood. That's my hood. That's your hood? Uh, Herring Run. Well, okay. Yeah, Herring Run Park. Yeah. 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 We're going to be in your hood. Okay, okay, okay. So go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So sorry sign on the 15th and then uh, going through the 22nd. And there, there's a calendar up on the website. So you can go to AfranBaltimore.com. And coming up this week, there's a couple of drops happening. We have some really amazing influencers <laughs> that have been a part of a dope campaign. They're all going to drop this week. Some great photos, videos, dance projects. I mean... The, the performances that are happening throughout the week, and even I'm, I'm ready for skate night. There's going to be a skate night. 
So within the week, I want you guys to go visit AfroInBaltimore.com because there's going to be some really amazing tabs and there's going to be a full calendar of events going up. You'll be able to RSVP on Eventbrite. I worked a little bit on that today, so I'm excited to have you guys at Afro. I love it. So this episode, I, it's going to, I mean, by the time you guys hear, it's coming out on the 15th. Bet. It'll be out that Monday. <laughs> That's literally perfect. Let me tell you something. We, yes. uh, it's, it's all about celebrating the community. And understanding that we have so many things beautiful in Baltimore to celebrate. And that's what it's all about, celebrating Baltimore and getting the word out, getting the name out of what's going on. There's amazing artists. Yes. And rumor has it, somebody that I know, we know, going to be on one of the spots. I don't know when it's, when it's dropping. Ah, the, the, all the info? I don't know. When is all that stuff coming out? It's probably coming out later this week. Really? That, yeah. that, that early? That early. The, the info information of what's happening? Of what's or, happening. Okay. Yeah. The, the, what about all those videos that were made, allegedly? Oh, heard, all the videos I, aren't going to drop until the festival week. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I've yeah, heard, yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard some cool people in there. I heard some cool people are in there, That's too. I heard. I, heard I ain't going to say nothing. Hey, I'm not going to start They're going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait. <laughs> So I, I love it, Afram folks. You guys got to get out there. And Shout listen. out to Tierra and Tia, the whole Afram team. They're That's what's up. Great, yeah. That's what's up. I hope they I hope they're listening. Hopefully they may be able to plug this on there. I hope so. I hope we can plug that social media manager. <laughs> so uh, we talked a little bit. I mean, we're we're going all all over record because I want people to know who you are and what things you're doing, what impact you have in Baltimore because you're doing so many great things. Um, we won't talk about relationships because we'll talk about that something. We're gonna talk about that in okay. a different episode, but. You know, what do you think about the Delta variant right now coming out? Yeah. How is that going to affect the arts? Because right now, um, this episode will be out. We'll already be under mass mandate. How do you think it's going to affect, like, I mean, because right now we've lost Artscape. Afram is going to be pretty much virtual slash, you know. Yeah. So many things that artists, uh, that they count on. Yeah. These type of things. How do you think we're going to bounce back right now? Because the Delta, because I just saw Delta Plus is out now. That's in Asia right now. And I'm like. Well, if it's an age, it's already here. Yeah. When, 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 when a news report is already here, yeah. they're, just, they're just letting you know. It's, it's already here. So I guess, what, how, well, how are artists going to bounce? Because it's been a rough couple of years. To be honest, I mean, artists who were impacted in 2020, in the spring of 2020, are still not bouncing back. You know, there's a lot of people who are still facing housing insecurities and are not getting jobs back. People whose unemployment has run out. Um, people's mental health is on the rock, so they don't want to work, they can't work. Um, there's a lot of things that artists are going to have to do, sadly, in order to bounce back. And I don't know that it's within their power, you know what I mean? I think that city agencies and philanthropic agencies need to do their best to pull some funds together in order to come up with more relief funds and more mutual aid funds, which is what happened a lot in 2020. Um, and a lot of those things had run out pretty quickly. Um, but we got to find some more money. You know, Rihanna just became a billionaire. I don't know if she can help us out, but <laughs> we're going to need some help because, you know, we're going to be facing cancellations and postponements once again. Um, prayerfully, we'll be able to get through this festival season because Afro is about to happen. And, you know, I don't want the city to shut down before people get to, you know, have a little bit of taste of that nostalgia. Um, but, yeah. Hello, Al. Thank you so much. And what kind I mean, where can, like, where can we find some of your work right now that I can have somebody go online and look at your work? Because you're doing amazing things. I mean, Thank you. you were in the Baltimore Mag. You're in Baltimore Style. You're in Be More Art. I mean, I mean, folks, we got to give, I mean, again, that's why I have her on the show. It's an honor for me to have you on the show because you're doing so many positive things in this Baltimore community. And we salute you for what you're doing. And I want the world to know what you're doing. So yeah. what kind of things can we find, like articles, 
Um, what do you have going on? Last, I know. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, you. It's Google. everywhere. Okay. I mean, first of all, just type my name in. No, hey, <laughs> Google. 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 Hey. But also, Alana has entered the chat.com or alana.nicole.com. You can go to either one. It takes you to the same site. You can also follow me on Alana at Alana has entered the chat on Instagram or Alana says on Twitter. Um, and all of those places you can find the articles. And I haven't been on Baltimore Style yet. Oh, you have. But shout out to them. Okay. I'm looking for you. I got you. Okay, sorry, I misspoke again. I gave them. I gave them a shout out. They shouldn't have gotten one. <laughs> um, so here's the hard questions now. Here, I, I already gave you hard questions, but we gonna give you yeah. harder. Gonna turn temperature up a little bit. Let's do it. Crab cakes or crabs? Ooh, can I say snow crab legs? You cheating. I'm sorry. We're, in, we're in Maryland. I'm sorry. We're, in, we're in Maryland. That's no snow crab claws Ooh, in Baltimore and the Chesapeake. <laughs> but if you want to go that okay, route. Okay, crab cakes, crab cakes. Okay, you like crab cakes. Crab okay. Cakes. All right, snowballs or ice cream? Snowballs. Because okay, Baltimore. It's a Baltimore thing. Snowballs. All right, all right. All day. Um, blue cheese or ranch for chicken wings? Ranch. Come on now. Flats or drums? Drums. I'm sorry. Your favorite author? Ooh, me. Okay. If there was one author you could meet, who would you want to meet? I'm stumped. Oh my gosh, there's too many. Okay, you don't. Okay, okay, that's fine. There's too many. Did I stump you? I'm scary. I stumped you there. You did. Okay, okay. Your favorite music artist? Lil Wayne. Okay. I like Lil Wayne too. That era, I'm sorry. That's a great era. What's your favorite music era, 90s or now? 90s. Okay, real hip hop. Yeah. So you were watching that, that, that versus last night, a couple nights ago, right? Yes. Yeah, that was real. Shout out to Jada. Yeah, that was amazing. Woo! And are you a TikTok person or Instagram person? Instagram. All right. Folks, and what inspires you every day? My children, Blair and Harper. And what's the best advice you've ever received? Transparency is key. Folks, you heard it here first. She's been on a lot of podcasts. Now she's on back. Now she's on mine. Go and listen. Where can we find you? Let's let's do one more. Where can we find you on Instagram? Yes. Facebook, wherever social media. Where can we find you? And how do we get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can find me at Alana has entered the chat on Instagram. Alana Alana has entered the chat dot com. It's my website or alananicole.com, spelled A L A N A H N I C H O L E. Um, and you can also call me, but I'm not going to give you my number because it's a podcast, but for one else, <laughs> are you, are you tweeting? I do tweet. Alana says okay. on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you TikTok? No. I TikTok. Do you TikTok? Can I be honest with you? It's the best social media out right now. Uh, I like videos. You like videos. I, I do. I do reels. Same. Cardi reposted one of my reels and I had 3.5 million views on it. It's crazy. See, I sneak your autograph. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Lana, thank you so much yes. for coming on the No Picture Dark podcast. Hopefully, we can have you on again. I we hope can so. talk about relationships and all that good stuff because it's about to be a cold winter again. So we, yes. got to, we, got, we might want to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have to get into it. We're going to get into it. And uh, again, anything else you want to shout for before you roll off? No, I just want to thank you for having me, Aaron Dante. Hey. I've been seeing you all over. I'm glad I followed you on Instagram. I've yeah. been stalking this man. He's talking about stalking me. I was ready for this, so no pics after dark. I hope y'all listened. Hey, I appreciate everything. Thank you so much. People, love, peace, and happiness. We're out. (laughs) 